0: What's up, what's up, everybody, and thank Hello, you so much up? for tuning in to 305 Radio, a part of 305 Magazine, right here on your number one underground station, MiamiUndergroundRadio.com. Happy New Year. This is the first show of 2019, and I'm your girl, Dre Mob. You can catch me on the gram at 305 underscore brownie. I was about to give a shout out to Willie, but he surprised me and actually Will made it he today.
1: Here. Yo, yo, yo. I'm in the
0: hizzy.
2: Yo, we've been, this is episode 30-something,
0: nice.
2: and... And Will is finally in the building. I've been here at heart the whole time, though. He's been. We've had guests come in and be like, "Yo, where's where this Will guy?" <laughs> <laughs> so he's, um, a he's a phantom. <laughs> he's a phantom. He's a phantom guest. I'm uh, host. So um, this is George, 305 Magazine. Thank you for tuning in, internets. And today we have not one but two special guests. We have DJ EFN Woo-hoo. and Woo-hoo. Beats, in the hood. beats in the Hood <laughs> in the building. For those of y'all that don't know EFN, man, he's a Miami OG pioneer. Man, for real, you're a pioneer. Even when I was coming up and it was high school, you were making moves. You had the first hip-hop store in Miami. No, no, not the first. Yeah, one no, of the no, first. One not the first. the Second. No, 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 not even, not he's even a,
3: he's a I can't take credit bro. for
0: First very well I mean, recognized I
2: mean, the, the Crazy Goods Crazy Goods, yeah It was yeah, pretty yeah, dope yeah. Proud of the store, but it wasn't the first store Okay, I thought it was probably one of the first The first I, I was put on to Dope I'll leave it That's, that's enough, that's enough right. So, um, man, what don't you do? I mean We've have, tried to do everything You do, you, you have Drink Champs right. One of the biggest podcasts in the world TV
0: the show number too. one, he's sure. number one, right? Number the one, the one. yeah,
1: uh, he's number
0: congratulations, one.
3: Congratulations, Rogan. Number one in the building. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, I mean we're number one. Okay, let me just explain how it works. When you drop episodes, I mean if you have a good solid following, you're gonna reach number one on iTunes, mm-hmm. um, in your category, and we do that often. Okay, you know what I'm saying so we are one of the top in in the music category, the top, the
0: yeah. top,
3: and in hip yeah. and in terms of <laughs> hip hop podcasts, we are. The, at the top. At one of the one of the <laughs> you in the top. See. Nah, bro. You, yeah. on, bro.
0: <laughs> you won't say it, but we'll say it.
2: Yeah. We'll say it for you, bro. You if Nori was board. here, he would definitely say it. <laughs> definitely shout out to Nori. <laughs> no, yeah, man. No, but that's uh that I mean, you do Dream Champs number uh, don't say it, but I'll say it. Number one hip hop well, a
3: top podcast. rated top rated. <laughs> top
2: rated number right. one. And
3: yeah. Oof. Sounded like a horror movie. Yeah, I thought we just went. Michael Myers is jumping yeah, in the building. Man, left, right? wow. Special wow. guest Michael Myers in the building.
1: Yeah. What, 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 what? We're
3: all dead. Yeah. That's
2: going to be hard. That'll be a top rated episode, man. Let me, just, let me just tell you something. That's Yo, you know, during post, this is going to kill me, right? Just want you to know that sound. Oh, my bad, my bad. That's all right. Do it, again. Do, it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. We like That shit. Anyway. Anyways, but, um, so yeah, man, tell us a little bit about Dream Champs, bro. What I've heard the story off the air, right? You know, when I but I want to hear it, you know, on the air. Tell me how Dream Champs came up, came, came about. What was the the seed that that was put in your mind for it and how did it come to fruition?
3: So it's kind of a long story, so I'm gonna try to shorten it for you guys Thanks. for the sake of, of you know the time we have here. But, um, and you might have come by the office when we had our, our warehouse office yes. studios yep. on 117th mm-hmm. and uh, 120th in Kendall. Yeah and we had um a show that was on first on XM radio mm-hmm. before the merger of Sirius XM and then it was on Sirius XM and it was on several different networks on on in those channels like on Hip Hop Nation on Oh, uh, no! What was it? Uh, raw sixty six yeah. raw mm-hmm. different. So in that show was called Militainment Crazy Raw Radio. And we wanted to include all the elements that was Nori, that was us. It was a ridiculous name, but oh, yes. but it was. If you look, <laughs> th- there's there's a clips of that show on YouTube, and if you watch it, it sounds and looks just like Drink Champs. Mm-hmm. Um, we drink yeah. Tiger Bone. We say make some noise. <laughs> we introduce ourselves the same way. And that was something that we did, and we really had a lot of fun doing it. We, we didn't get no money out of it. We just It was a weekly show on XM, then Sirius XM. We did it for like three years. Mm-hmm. And we stopped doing it because Nori was started touring um, with Capone in Europe. I was managing Mayday, and we were getting really busy. And so I was trying to find a way that we could do something similar to that without the constraints of like a weekly schedule that we had to be putting it out every, every, every week. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then podcasting came to mind. And shout out to my boy Godfrey from Gamertag Radio. Shout out Godfrey. He's always been pushing podcasts. He was always telling me you should podcast. In the podcasting community, they, they're not like every other community of business where they keep it to themselves. They actually try, tell people you should podcast. You know, like everybody should be a podcaster. And he was always pushing that to me. And then I told Nori. And in the beginning, Nori didn't really know what a podcast was. You know, in hip hop, it was like a nerd thing. It wasn't really a big thing in hip hop. And then Nori got approached by Loudspeakers Network, which is Combat Jack and Charlemagne yeah. and all these people. And he, and he just threw value to me. He's like, "Yo, this podcast thing that you was talking about. You know, talk to these guys." We tried to do something. It didn't work out. And then, okay, so so that's one side of the story, real quick. I have to actually backtrack. Okay, when we were in the studio doing the other one, mm-hmm. having nothing to do with podcasts or radio or anything we were doing we were calling ourselves drink champs like that was a thing in our studio at crazy hood we were just big drinkers Mm. you know everybody knew that we were like i was always with the bacardi bottle we were just always just big (laughs) drinkers we we were like we had like an underground casino in our offices like playing we were playing poker and and all this crazy stuff so we were always like if you didn't couldn't handle yourself you weren't a drink champ that was our thing all right. and nor even like he was around us so he absorbed that mm-hmm. he even did a song with the alchemist called drink champs yeah and yeah. so that was just a term that we had i thought that that term was just dope so i like i trademarked it i um i copy wrote it mm-hmm. i got the handles on social media before i knew it would be anything i didn't know what it was gonna be Shit. i just knew well, i liked you know it's it it's gonna be something I just didn't know what. I just knew I'm gonna turn this into something. Mm-hmm. And then I got with Scam when we created a logo for it. This is like maybe four or five years before Drink Champs, the podcast existed. Okay. You know, I might be off by a year or two, but it's it's far. Or that's the time. The time. Yeah, the time. yeah We call it uh, drunk facts when we're off by a year. Or two. <laughs> drunk facts. Yeah, because your you know drunk memory is horrible. <laughs> it's off by a name or a year or something. You know, it's off by a his long name is not Carlos. It's Juan. You know, whatever. You know? <laughs> so 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 when Nori brought the you know the loudspeaker guys and then we started talking about podcasting. I was like, yo, let's call the Drink Champs. You know, I got everything ready. And he's like, ah, oh, interesting. Okay, cool. He wasn't really sold on podcasting, period, yet. Mm-hmm. And then he did the Tech Stone podcast. Okay. And then basically for Nori, because like I said, it was like a nerd thing. Hip hop wasn't really on the podcasting yet. He saw a dude, a street dude like himself, in Tech Stone. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, Okay, you do podcasting too? Like, he saw himself being able to do this, Mm -hmm. and then he was more like, Yeah, uh, I'm I'm down, I'm ready. Let's do it. And then we were going to go with Loudspeakers Network, but. Godfrey put us down with CBS mm-hmm. and then we we're just we we're all just suckers for brands. We're like CBS yeah, right? just sounds so big. <laughs> you know, like like suckers for a brand. And nobody's like, yeah, CBS. I come on. That just sounds like, you know, just saying the name. I don't care we get no money. You sound
1: great. CBS. Yeah, <laughs> we sound
3: super big. And then we went with CBS and, and then the rest is history. Like the first show. And just for anybody trying to do a podcast, whatever, like I did my research. And I was asking other podcasters, like, what do you think a successful podcast? said, I just want to make a couple extra G's a month. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought this as a side little hustle hobby thing. Yeah. You know, not like my main thing. I'm like, yo, I just want to make a couple extra bucks. I just, I definitely don't want to lose money in this endeavor. Of course. Um, they were like, oh, if you can get like 60,000 listens within a three week period or a month period, get like a couple thousand dollars a month, you'll be, you know, golden. I'm like, oh, that's not bad. I'm down with that. Bro, the first uh, Fat Joe episode, which was the second episode we recorded. Mm-hmm. first one was, oh, um, uh, who was it? We'll yeah, Kenny, Anderson. Kenny Anderson. He was the first one, but he, we put him out later. But the, the second one was Fat Joe, and we put that out first. It clocked in at 300,000 listens. Jesus. And then the rest is history, you know, from then on. Damn, it I'm just still... kept climbing, 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 climbing. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And it clocked in in the first week at 300. Not like several weeks where they said several weeks, 60,000, you're yeah. good. It, it clocked in so like immediately.
2: Completely over-delivered. Over-delivered. It was a,
3: it was, it, I've, I've always wondered what does viral look like? Like I never, under. like I thought it was a conspiracy <laughs> with viral. Like who the fuck was viral, man? That's some government shit, man. some bullshit. You know? You then, made that up. Someone's paying for that crap, man. You liar. You're not viral. You, you just bought them views. Yo, we went viral. That's what happened. And I was like, oh, shit.
0: That I'm viral awesome. so what uh, your computer yeah. bro? what happened
3: no just the, <laughs> the fact that it spread without us trying yeah. you know I would. that's what I've always thought was viral you know and it went viral that's people just so like the concept of drinking with artists and, and, and not necessarily like I, I don't like to tell people we interview people I like to say we're just Having combos over drinks. Yeah. And you're just a uh, fly on the wall listening to something that otherwise wouldn't be recorded.
2: I mean, that's the vibe everyone gets. At least right. that's the vibe I get yeah. from, from the show completely. So yeah. it's like, you really, it's, 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 people talk about organic. This is as organic it is, as it gets. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So a lot of people, you know, let's start off with what's, have you been starstruck by any of these artists?
3: Um, I mean, I've definitely, yeah, I've definitely been like, like, like with Premier coming on, and I had worked with him even on my album before we had him on, yeah. but, but still, like these, these legends and these people that I revere, when they come on, I'm just like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm in the in the, in the presence of, of greatness, you know, and. And even when we had Puff, that he came on the show, it was like a little like, oh, this is a little crazy. Yeah, you know,
2: like, crazy poster you know, shows up.
3: Puff got drunk as hell. You bring Cassie. We're talking about Do you eat ass, like all this crazy crap. Jesus. You know, yeah, I've been starstruck. I mean, it, I'm not gonna lie. Like it, it gets to a point where. You know, now I'm, I'm kind of used to it and it's mm-hmm. it's, it's all good, but, but I still say to myself, like, man, this is hella cool, you know, to to be doing something. And for me, most importantly, like, I, I get, like, don't get, you know, everybody gets, like, their little haters and people always tell me, oh, man, you always talking about you from Miami and you Cuban. Like, shut the fuck up. I'm <laughs> like, well, bitch, if I don't say it, nobody will because my what's important to me is that I rep the crib Absolutely. and that I, that I let people know because it's very easy for people to think. I get all the time emails from artists or, or labels and they're like, oh, we're in New York, man. We're ready to do drink champs. Well, by the way, we're, we're we're based out of Miami. You know, like, I'm very proud that this, is a, this was born in Miami, created in Miami, co created by a, a fellow Miamian, and, and co hosted by a Miamian. And so I'm always making sure I remind people. And what people have to understand is when we have a guest sit down, they might not know the story of Dream Champs or may not know something. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like I said, you're a fly on the wall. That convo, I'm not thinking about that you've heard the show 17 million times already and you're sick of me saying it. I'm actually talking to that guy, my guest, who didn't know that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. you know.
3: You know, so so when he says, Oh yeah, because you know, you're Puerto Rican, oh, well, I'm Cuban, B. You know? <laughs>
1: I'm Cuban. But the guy is like, bro, you
3: keep saying you're Cuban, bro? Yeah, bro, cause this guy didn't know that, obviously, you know. <laughs> so, you know, we're in my, you know, we're from Miami. So yeah. it's, it's something that, that I'm very proud of, you know. That is so dope, man.
2: I'm glad you're putting Miami on the map for everything uh, you do, man.
3: Yeah, thank
0: we're you. very proud to have you doing that because that's something that you're not doing just now with drink Champs, but that's something that you've done since the game. Oh, it's always been, oh, it's doing,
2: always yeah. been the the, always. the point of, of Crazy Hood Productions for sure. Man, and and you not, you know, have you been, when you're talking to these artists, you, you speak to Ja Rule, you, you know, you talk about the beefs, you talk about a little bit about everything. Now, do you feel like the meat, like the like when the Ja Rule 50 beef was happening, mm-hmm. do you feel like we were robbed from more action? Because you hear them get hype about it? No, well, kind I mean, of action, that, though. Like, I don't want I nobody mean, to get no, shot. No no, 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 but I mean, Which, like, all of that could have easily, it, it, you know, kind of, it got violent, you know? Well, yeah, but I mean, like, in the sense of, how do I work
0: this? Just more details, more, more details, juicy more details. details. Like, there's stuff that I've heard on, <laughs> on some of those interviews right. that, like, I've thought about because you see, you know, the tabloids or, or whatever, but you don't really get, like, the real story from the person. And that's something that you guys have been able to do is bring out all of those details that are left out from the publications or Internet or whatever. I mean,
3: that goes, look, we have a cheat code. The cheat code is Nori nori is a fellow artist with these guys yeah no that's the chico you know what i'm saying like they they they're peers like they're they're super peers he knows these guys really well they've been around each other you know especially when it's the guys from new york you know what i'm saying Uh so so that's the chico so they really their guard goes down and then then you introduce liquor then your your guard goes all the way down and and some people you know have there's been artists and guests that have after the show they're like man like I got a little too lit, you
2: know.
3: Like, Can you edit something? We, we really tend to not edit yeah. anything. And we tell people, it's like, look, man, like we're not bending your arm. Everybody's a grown ass man or woman here. Like, mm-hmm. You don't have to drink. The truth is, there's guests that are intimidated to come. That's the problem we're having now. People are intimidated to come to drink champs. Mm-hmm. And they're even like, yo, uh, I don't really drink like that. You don't have to drink. We had Royce the 5'9", a recovering alcoholic, and that's one of my favorite shows. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? We do all the drinking for you. <laughs> We're going to act dumb. We're going to say dumb things. You know, yeah. Nori's going to be Nori. And and, and, and you know, and, and when Nori's too drunk, then I kick in and say, you know, whatever questions I have. And, and, that, and that's the way it works. And so, you know... Eh. It's just it's it's a crazy dynamic and, and it and it's it's evolving and people are getting intimidated and it's interesting and it's so dope though yeah and, and you yeah, have people like yo I don't know if I should go to drink gym gym. bro I've seen guests fill the beans <laughs> what's <laughs> ill for me is when I see a guest come on the show and they're like nervous and they're shaking and I'm like this, this you're scared of us you know like come on man like have, man, a, man, drink. have a drink you're the <laughs> no. legend you're the legend man you know
2: I I should be nervous so it's cool man that is so dope man and and you're you're about to hit season two. Season 3. On season 3. We're going on Bro, we started in 2016. You started 2 years ago. 2016. So you're on season 3 now.
3: Yeah, it's 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 mind-blowing. Yo. And like it went yo. from just audio podcast to audio and then digital on YouTube, mm-hmm. visually, and then on Revolt TV. So now we're on three different platforms, it's amazing. Three different audiences. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, it's crazy, man.
2: That is so dope. And you have I think I think it's really dope to see that you have artists using Dream Champs as a reference. In their in whatever yes. their day-to-day conversations yeah um, so let's step away from drink champs real quick for sure you don't only do drink champs absolutely not I mean you stay mad busy you got uh, you know the, the umbrella for all of this is crazy hoops. crazy Productions, crazy yeah. hood productions and then uh, you also have another podcast yeah you do uh, I have
3: two the, other ones fatherhood fatherhoods which I just started just because I'm a father uh-huh. and I was having convos with two of my other friends not recording it just like yo what do I do <laughs> cause they got kids and then we we decide we're like yo you know like hip hop needs you know people not just hip hop everybody but in terms of hip hop we don't have an, enough representation of parenting and, and being fathers and, and what that all entails and there might be a lot of people that could could use this just the same way we're talking to each other so we started fatherhoods with my boy KGB and Manny Digital KGB uh, he's in, in L.A. Many Digital's in New York, and we do it via Skype. Oh, and we sorry. had Bumby recently. There was a write up on that. We had we've had a bunch of cool guests on there, and um, and that's just something you know. We're, again, it's just something we're doing out of love. Like most of the things that I d- try to do, I never go in with the intention of like, oh, this is gonna be the cheeching money maker. Yeah. You know, if I don't have a passion for it or a love for it or just think it's just a cool idea, mm-hmm. then I'm not I'm not gonna do it. Like I'm not just I'm just me personally. I'm not one of those dudes that. Chases a certain, like, oh, this is going to make mad money, you know? You're just chasing the passion. The passion, yeah, man. It's always been the way I've tried to do things. And then we have Fatherhood, and then me and Boris started a pod. Yes. Just this pure comedy called Lost in Translation. And it's just... <laughs> it's, so good. it's Well, lit for short, you know? Micrófono. <laughs> talk on the mic, Boris. See, this on, is, boy, this is exactly lit. how it is. He doesn't even know the mic. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I talked to him about uh, current events and politics and, and world events and... See where
2: Shit that, that I'm lost because I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't mean, you know, that's what it's called—lost in translation. Yeah.
3: So we have a, we have a, a, it's not even episode one. We we recorded like a demo version. It mm-hmm. sounds really rough at my boy's crib just for for shits and giggles, and that's out there right now. And then Recognize decided it was so funny. He wanted to add sound effects to it, oh, so wow, he added amazing. like little sound bites to it. Amazing. And so it's out there right now. Lost in translations, to... uh, the demo episode one. Demo
2: episode one. Yeah, and
3: Fatherhood is on like episode, I don't know, like 10 or 12 or something like that. That's
2: awesome, man. Yeah. That is really dope. I mean, and so you do the podcasting. The podcasting, I can imagine, is a big experience because you you've been hustling during a time that we didn't have the internet to be able to download MP3s right. you were a physical DJ where you yeah. had vinyl um, put out cassettes. flyers you were out, not
0: on IG yo, they were literally you put out, out.
2: mixtapes yeah. like a mofo Yeah, I mean like there's DJ EFM mixtapes how many did you do? Because you had a uh, shit ton. It went into like maybe the volume 50 or something. I mean, yeah. you have, so you have all these mixtapes you're working on. You put out your own album eventually. Yeah. Like, read Th- most That was recently. always a dream of yeah. mine, yeah. And you have all these classic artists and right. producers on. Now, yeah. the production was in-house.
3: Yeah, I mean, in-house and then I did get DJ Premier. I yeah. had like some guest production yeah.
2: on there, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Buck Wild from DITC did a did beat. I mean, you even had Milk. Yeah. That she was dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was dope. also for those of you that don't know who Milk is, look up your hip hop history. It's really dope. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, from audio too, if anybody. And we have Black Milk also from Detroit, which is another artist. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't know I wasn't up on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah all right, yeah, cool. Okay. Dope. All right, so we have, so you have all these things that you've been a part of. How's, how do you feel like music in a sense how, that you've seen this shift in in the technology and how we we receive this. How do you see that happening? Like, how do you see the...
3: Then
0: versus now. Yeah,
2: then
3: versus um,
2: now. I mean, look, there's
3: there's pros and cons to the way things are now and then. and It's easy to be like an old head and be like, ah, I was always better back then. Yeah. The only thing that I miss and I think that, that is missed for today's generation is like, there's just so... The the internet and the digital age and, and just the advances that anybody... You could record a, a, a album on your iPhone if you wanted to. Yeah. Has... Added this extra, like, oversaturation of just too much stuff coming out. Like, a lot of stuff coming out. It's just hitting you in the head every day. <clears throat> so, my thing is I love the, the era where it was like, you knew every once a month or every couple of weeks... There's gonna you go to the rap section in the store, whatever the new music was, you grabbed it. In my case, we stole it, um, <laughs> and then you open the cassette tape and you read all the credits and you read the thank yous and yeah. you 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 put yourself in this person's world. So if it was an artist from Compton, you were like in Compton and you knew all the producers and who they worked with. And then when that producer worked with another. Pro- artists, you kinda of went and followed them down that road and you got a glimpse of what they were about and you just got really into these artists through all this artwork and, and thank yous and all this stuff. You can't do that anymore. That's not there. And you you can't even you don't even know half the music is coming out now. It's true. You know, like so as a DJ, the- like like up. you know like people were like, yo, so and so he got a million followers. I'm like, who is that guy? <laughs> you know it's like everybody basically and this is the pro. The pro is that now the gatekeepers don't hold everything. That you you don't have to go through the gatekeepers anymore. Now, there is some mirages where people think that the, the internet is totally like this free world where every anything goes. But the truth is, the gatekeepers have gotten smart and they've hidden themselves and they they're controlling some of these apparatuses and they're they're putting out artists making it seem like they're totally independent and they're not. You know, so there's a lot of like things going on. But the pro of it is is that now an artist can. Cannot have to sound like this artist, can build their own lane, they can find their audience, it's direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. And that's the cool thing about today. But it's just, it's just, it's complicated, man. We've lost some stuff and we gained some stuff. Yeah. And then there's just no good or bad about it. It is what it is, you know? I mean,
2: I just, I ask that question because I just like hearing some input on it, you know what right. I mean? Because it's, it's, as long as people really, really understand what, I like seeing where everyone's head's at with that, you know what I mean? But I stay away from that. Right. So, so let's move on. To uh, coming uh, home, coming home. I mean, I super love passion home. project.
0: Yeah, man, that's incredible up, project. Man, it started by off the with
2: the trip to Cuba. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm I still haven't seen Colombia though.
0: Amazing. It's the
2: only one I haven't seen.
3: It's not I asked you, what, what's your nationality?
2: What's your like parents? Uh, I'm from Panama. You're Panamanian. Okay,
3: Panamanian. so you, that's why you didn't know what Sabache was.
2: Yeah. Okay, that's why. I mean, also, I would think Panamanians use that too. That's though. the thing, bro. Like, I live in little Havana, so I should know. But I'm just not exposed to that stuff. Did you figure out what it was? I looked it up. Okay.
3: (laughs) I Googled it. it. So My mom just cursed me out because I still haven't... Pin the one that she gave me for my babies. <laughs> She's like,
2: yeah, that's my, my Dios, She went crazy on me, bro. That is historical. we talking. Well, we're, this is in regards to uh uh, um, uh the thing I posted on IG, which was uh keep make moves in silent. Mm-hmm. Don't tell anyone or, or else they make uh brujería on you. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea what a is. I had no clue. Yeah, it's supposed
3: to like ward off evil eye. Basically, it's like
2: a lucky charm for for someone else to give you. It's a stone, yeah, a black stone, yeah.
3: I, have, I mean, the I don't, I don't carry a night. wallet anymore, but I actually have it in the wallet that I recently carried. My mom had given me one, and I keep it. You know, I'm like one of those people that's like, I don't necessarily believe in all these things. I'm like, it's not going to hurt me, bro, in case in case this shit's real. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. Let yeah. me just light that candle. I don't know. what
2: the candle's on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me light the sage. I don't know what this is going to do, but just in case. <laughs> well, it is it is proven, like, scientifically that sage does relax. Scientifically? Oh, science. Scientist. Does what? It, what does it do? That sage, it actually, uh, it, it's a un calmante. So it calms everything, everyone. About. So if there's an evil spirit, it's calming well, them, down. them down? Because <laughs> that's what I do. I'm
3: like, get, away, away, get away, get I away, get away. you
2: sparking up, you know, ghost blunts or something. Yeah. I don't know, but. The
3: way I'd use it at the crib, I'm like, I'm, I'm sweeping the ghosts out. Of like, yo, gotta go, gotta go, guys, sorry. The bar's closed. <laughs> Closing time. <laughs> uh, nah, man. Um,
0: coming home. Tell coming us home. about How the did series. this
3: start, man? Well, you kind of well, mentioned yeah. it, yeah. So I'm Cuban American. I had never been to Cuba. Garcia, my partner in in, in the in the first couple ones, he's Cuban American. He hadn't been to Cuba, and so you know, if you're most Cuban Americans or people that are raised in Miami would understand, there's like a taboo with going to Cuba. Yeah. You know, um, you know, especially like the generation that our parents are from that left the revolution and all that stuff, escaped the revolution, they're just like, you don't go because if you go, you're contributing to the cashier regime, you're giving money to them. So there's all these things. So, you know, for years, you know, I even grew up, like, as this, like, Republican kid because of my family, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's this whole historic thing with the Kennedys and Bay of Pigs, whatever, we won't go into that. But We only have an hour. Right. (laughs) We're
0: already uh, halfway through the show, so.
3: (laughs) But when I got old enough, you know, I have my own thoughts, my own ideas. I'm like, you know what, man, like, it'd be sad. To, to not see Cuba in the bubble that potentially is kind of like what my parents left, you know, because, you know, it's, it's kind of like Rome. Yeah. It's falling apart, but it's it's still, you know, the it old still hasn't changed. the old buildings are still there. The old cars are still there. So I'm like, man, that'd be kind of cool to see, you know, before, you know, there's McDonald's and Taco Bell in every corner. Fact, yeah. So we went and it was like I was kind of in a rush when I finally decided, OK, I'm going to go. I was in a rush because I knew that at some point soon it was going to open up. Mm-hmm. So this was before the Obama opening. We went in 2012. Okay. Um, and so first we decided we wanted to go. It wasn't about a film. It wasn't about anything. It was just about a trip to go and you know follow our roots and all that. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, if we're going to go, we might as well film it. Being the guys the content guys that we are, we're, yeah. we're in entertainment. We're creating content, whether it's music or film, whatever. We're like, let's just film it. Even if it's just for ourselves, our family, our grandkids, our kids, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's film it. What are we going to do? Well, let's try and connect with hip-hop artists out there. That'd be kind of dope. Yeah. So that's so we go out there and that's the premise. We go. It wasn't really an intention to make a film that was going to impact anybody but ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, for our families. I didn't think anybody was going to give a damn. Outside of our family Shit. units and our friends. Shit. So we go out there, we, we film it, we come back, we edit it. Basically, like, Garcia's in my crib, in my apartment, and he's, like, he's he's literally on the computer. I'm there with him, like, okay, cut this, edit this. And he's, like, yeah, let's do it. And we're both putting input, and it's, like, I'm doing voiceovers, he's doing voiceovers, all in my room. Mm-hmm. And we put this thing together, and we screen it, and and people started loving it. And then it started, like, spreading to, like, film festivals. It got it won a couple film festivals. Yeah. And then people that weren't Cuban were into it, people that weren't Latino were into it. And then people were saying, Man, you make me wanna like like chase you know, follow my roots. So I was like, yo, I loved Anthony Bourdain. And a lot of people say that, yeah. but I truly mean like I really loved the way that he did film, rest in peace to Anthony Bourdain. Like he was going there with using food as the conduit, but to a bigger like message about this country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to use hip hop and music culture. In that way Mm -hmm. so that was like my goal so I was like man people were telling me I wish I could go back to my family so I was like maybe I could do that for us as a culture I could go to other countries you know and -hmm. and and, and do the same thing we did in Cuba for ourselves you know and that's why I changed the catchphrase I think um the first catchphrase for the first coming home was like going to a place we've uh, what was it going to a place
2: something about music no
3: going to a place To a place we've always never been. I don't know something. Something, and then I changed to wherever we find hip hop, we find home. Yes, I love that. You know, you know. And then we went to Peru, which we went with with Boris, Boris, which which is me. Just again, just I just wanted to go to Machu Picchu. (laughs) I I always wanted to go to Machu Picchu. I'm like, bro,
1: you're you're Peruvian. Let's go.
3: (laughs) You know, let's go. And and he and the funny thing is, a lot of Peruvians (laughs) that that we met never been to Machu Picchu, and little less him. Damn. so that's dope to be I mean, able I
1: left Peru
2: very young so
3: yeah oh. and then we connected him with his roots out there and like all these artists and he's to this day he's working with all these guys and he's like doing a lot of things it's like
2: you blend the scene this is cool.
3: it's crazy it's and, awesome. then, and then we went to Haiti which was Haiti was super dope you know, and, and we have a lot... You know, we grew up with a lot of Haitians. so We had a lot of Haitian friends. We took my boy who had never been to Haiti, who's Haitian-American. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, we went to Vietnam, and that one's my dad fought in the war. Yeah. And that's something that I've always been fixated on, the Vietnam War, like, as a kid, because my dad wasn't really in my life. So I kind of used the war as, like, him. Yeah. So I grew up as that little G.I. Joe kid. Like, I envisioned myself in Vietnam. You know, I had flashbacks. I was never
2: there, How you know? How was that for you, though?
3: Going there? Yeah. It was em- it was emotional, man. Like, it, w- it was ill because... A lot of things that happened that broke up my parents and, and ruined the the family dynamic had to do with him, with the war, wow. you know, yeah, and then dealing with with what what he went through in the war. Mm-hmm. He got two Purple Hearts out of that war. He what? came, you know, he came back as you know he was an alcoholic. He, he was he he was in the cocaine cowboy days. He, he was wilding out That's out here. Uh, you know, ex-marine, you know, Cuban dude, you know, imagine in the eighties in, in in, in yeah, Miami. <laughs> yeah,
0: he said it all. <laughs> yeah,
3: so Cuban ex-marine. Yeah, yeah it's over. Because <laughs> you know, I'm. I don't. We haven't mentioned, but I was born in LA. You know, and my parents. We were. We, you know, I started to be raised in LA as a as a young child, and that that was my my foundation. And then my dad moved to Miami to wild out, cocaine cowboy style, yeah. and then I moved back and forth five different times. You know, like, my mom would pick in the middle of the night, like, because my dad's wilding out, like, yo, we got to get gotta Dodge, you know. And so that's my memories of, of my parents being together is my dad just being crazy and wilding out. So the whole Vietnam experience, that trip was for me to have closure on that experience and to represent, because what I try to say in that film is, like, you might send, like, you know, our our governments or our country will send people to war, but the whole family goes to war at the end of the day. It's true. Sure. We all deal with that. You know, there's the reverberations of, of what happened in that war to that person, happens to their kids, their grandkids, their spouses, or whatever. Yeah. You know, so that's part of it. And then the other part is I linked up with dope hip hop artists out there. Like one of the dope things, we met this female MC out there called Suboy, mm-hmm. who, and this happened with every film almost, like we met like the illest artists that ended up like being like these, these big artists that did things after we left. And Suboy, after we left, maybe like two months later, Obama went Mm -hmm. to to Vietnam, the first U.S. president, and I don't know how, you know, since the war, Mm -hmm. to go to Vietnam. And then Suboy got up and started rhyming for him, and he beatboxed for her, and it went viral. It was all over CNN. And that, she was in our film. And now she's like sponsored by Adidas. She's like one of the biggest artists in Asia. Yeah. She's like amazing, you know?
0: Same thing with some of the people that you've had on. Denai the Denise Suarez one. from Cuba. Yeah. She got
3: signed to Universal yeah. Latino afterwards. We did her first show in Miami. She's a huge international star now. You know, the artists in, 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 in Haiti are amazing. The Bodycock crew and, and uh, Rock Fam. And and then, and yeah, in and Vietnam. And, and then we went to Colombia, which is our most our most recent film. Yeah. Which we're still doing film festivals. And we got a big... Uh, announcement coming soon that I can't say it yet.
0: Come on, Damn give me an excuse. I can't. <laughs>
3: no, the, the film festivals prohibited us. They're like, we have to announce it first. Oh, wow. You know, but it's yeah. it's gonna be local and it's gonna be it's gonna be a big film festival. And it's, it's gonna be dope. So, dope. so I mean, if you don't understand what I'm saying from that, like, yeah.
0: <laughs> so dope. I can't wait.
3: Yeah. So i I've, I've been holding off doing a lot of showings of it because the film festival stuff is crazy yeah. and the film stuff is a whole other world that I wasn't really into mm-hmm. and I had to learn as we went along what goes to show you you could do anything as long as you're into it you know and you have a passion for it but um it's it's crazy because if you're get picked up by a film festival you can't you know screen the film anywhere else like in that region or in the Mm -hmm. country like it just depends like they like film festivals will prefer if you're a national screening like premiere or or Mm -hmm. an international so it it prohibits you to do a lot of things but so yeah so colombia that's going to be coming out soon um and we're doing the film festival stuff with that and then we have the sixth one now that we're going to do that we're you know we're planning it's right so now. Where
0: are you going? Where are you going?
3: You can't Can talk you, <laughs> you, can't I, you know what? I just the reason I don't want
2: to say is going to Disney World because we keep changing our mind. mind, mind but it's going to be I, we <laughs> actually locked it in already though. I know what's going on, though. E. I know what you guys are doing. But you guys are just um, you going you going out scouting. You're scouting for in these countries for artists. That's what you're doing. <laughs>
3: no, no. If, if I was if I was really like about that business. And everybody saw me, it's like, I would have created this, and I want to do something, but I would have created this network where I would have capitalized off the artists. But that's my point. Like, I don't want to capitalize off these people. I just want to provide a, a, somewhat of a platform. And truth be told, these artists are popping in their country. They don't need me. You know what I'm saying? They don't need us. They just The thing is, they do look at us as you guys are from America. America invented hip hop. You mm-hmm. guys, they bow down to that. But truthfully, like, one of the things we've discovered in all our films is they, more and more, they look less to the United States, which is something we need to ask ourselves. And that's what I'm trying to get for the film to do for the U.S. audience. Like, what are we doing wrong or right or what? Like, because they they stop. They're, they're not really paying attention to us anymore. They don't, they're not really taking our direction anymore. They don't really care what we're saying. They're looking to their peers. They like, their group, Vietnam you know? is looking to Japan and China and to themselves, you know, which is... If you think about it, it, happened to us in a, in a microwave in the States where, where New York was controlling everything. And then yeah. each region was like, yo, we don't really talk like you. We don't act like you. We have our own slang. We have our own way of rapping. We have our own way of doing yeah. things. And then New York was like, oh, no, that's the way you're doing it. If you don't do it like this, you know, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And then the West took over and then the South took over. Yeah. That's what's happening internationally now. And we should, we should ask ourselves as, a, as, as like the, 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 who birthed the culture, you know, the, the country that birthed the culture. What are, are we letting go of something that we could we could have
2: like more input in, you know, Maybe. or do we want to hold on to it? Do we not? You know, I, don't. I mean, that's a That's a That's such a weird conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you have to take into account the amount of success you have in, in deteriorating a culture. Right. You know what I mean? Like financial success. You know, like the, the artists that are out on the radio, you know, like just that. I don't know. Like, it's just dumbed down. It's really dumbed down. and We accept it. I don't know. It's a tough conversation. but The artists in every country have said,
3: you guys don't do hip-hop anymore. What? You guys don't have hip-hop. You have business. And it's, it's food for thought. Because they're still, you know, these are you know, more underdeveloped countries. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of in the stages where we were maybe 10 years ago in terms of their... They don't have an industry. So they're looking at it as like, we're doing art. We're really, you know, carrying the banner of hip-hop. But representing now our country, you guys just sold out all the way. Damn. That's the way that they really look at us.
0: Well, hip-hop has changed a lot since when you started to what it is now. I mean, I still listen to, like, 90s and 80s music, you know? Like, I barely even know what's going on in, like, real-time radio nowadays. But, I mean, everything is ever-changing, just, like, the technology and, like, everything. But... at least George and I were always trying to kind of like preserve that culture of like the 80s and 90s and it's right. like at the end of the day that's gone you know some people that that I've ran into that are in their teens they don't know who Tupac is or who Biggie yeah. is and to me that's just kind of like what? Like how?
3: Well that's that's the fault of, of all of us really I mean not specifically us okay. but I always tell people I think some of the things we don't like and meaning we like the generation of like the 90s and mid 90s the things that we don't like is our fault because I feel that the artists that came out like in the mid to late '90s, or even the early '90s, that's when money came into the picture, and they were too busy, like, oh man, like kids. Oh shit, I never had this, yeah. acting like kids, and now they're, you know, they're growing and maturing. That they didn't take the time to understand, like, uh, maybe we need to, like, you know, add more water to this plant, or you know, make sure we 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 maintain this foundation for mm-hmm. the long term. Because when I was growing up in hip hop, I remember. All the artists that were talking, you know, that were coming out, and the DJs, when they played a song that I didn't know that was old school, I was like, "Yo, I need to find out what that is." Because they made it made made you feel stupid mm-hmm. if you didn't know what an old what, whatever this, you know, a Sugar Hill. I might not have grown up on the Sugar Hill. That's not my generation. But if I didn't know about it, I'd need to know about it because it it's the pioneers. It's the people that that build the foundation. Yeah. And I feel that my generation we kind of stopped doing that. We stopped telling the, the younger generation, like, yo, you need to know this if you don't know about it. You know, we need to, we, we stop continuing that that thing. So, I mean, it is what it is, man. With
0: that being said, do you feel that having the platform you have now, especially with Dream Champs and, and all of these different projects that you're involved in, you have some sort of responsibility or you have a role to play within our industry, within hip-hop? I mean,
3: yes and no. I feel that, you, you can only do so, like, okay, so when you work as a collective with, and you collaborate with other people, you can only do so much. Because if they don't share the, share the same sentiments, then, you know, you, you could push what you want, but then you have all these corporate entities or whatever. So, I mean, we have a responsibility, but how far we can take it, unless it's like me doing it on my own. Like, if you see a project that is just, that I'm dealing with, then you're going to see exactly what I believe in and all my morals. You know, but when I'm working collaborative, I have to respect all my partners. They might not have the same feelings or sentiments or, or the, be into the same things I'm into. And I have to respect that mm-hmm. to be a good partner. You know, so that's just the thing right now. And then you, know, then you bring in like you know, if we have a Revolt TV or if we have this partner, or this corporate partner, everybody has an agenda. And they have, they have their own right or their own reason. Hey, we have advertisers. We need to do this. We need to do that. So it's like a push and pull and then becomes a balance. And you got to just find like that sweet spot. So you're, you feel the responsibility, but it's like sometimes you're, you have one hand tied behind your back. Gotcha. You know, I mean, you can't make
2: everyone happy, but you have to find a midpoint. Right, right.
3: I just try to do things that at the end of the day, like, I just know that I, I walk, I can sleep good at night. That's what I, that's, that's my, my business model. I want to sleep good at night. You know what I'm saying? Like my, my, my moral integrity and in what I'm doing hasn't been compromised.
2: I have to ask you a question though I know you've been DJing for a long time right you're kind of a retired DJ now. I mean did you ever rap I read really DJ my crib by myself
0: Uh-oh. did I what did you ever
2: rap oh yeah I rap on my mixtapes yeah
0: you still rap you
3: wanna no, no, kick no. 16 <laughs> yeah. dude that would be goodness. no 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 that would be totally ridiculous
0: well there's a rule on this I mean, show yeah. if you're a rapper and you admit that you a oh no I'm not a rapper, rapper. Oh, yeah.
3: damn it yeah. damn it, yeah. damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, boy, yeah. Yeah. that rapper got rap? shot nine times
0: <laughs> in <Incredible>. Kendall <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah. You could play it. You
0: can find an <laughs> old
2: rap of among- mine.
0: <laughs> We're going to find it. We're going to find We're it. We're going
2: to be on the hunt yeah. for EFN raps. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Versus, versus. That's dope. That's dope. I mean...
0: So, E, liquor. Right. <laughs> Let's talk about liquor. <laughs> talk about liquor. Yeah, my liver is hurt liquor? when you said
2: that. <laughs> so, with, in drink champs, man, do you have a preferred drink, or...
3: Well, you know, I, I have a... Uh, with partners, I have my own liquor called Colombian White. It's an aguardiente. Yeah. That's
2: what's up. Wow. So, Wait,
3: aguardiente? Uh, it's an aguardiente made in, made in Miami, made in Doral, actually. I've had it.
0: the yeah. mojitos with it. And yes, we do it at, the, at
3: the screenings. We've had them. Yeah, so shout out to my partners in Colombian White. Colombian we're actually White. under the same umbrella with uh, Pitbull's Volley Vodka. Okay. Ooh, we're all distilled in the same with the same company. So uh, I drink that a lot but but uh historically i'm a bacardi drinker i'm a i'm a i'm a rum drinker and then my girl got me onto beer so now i have this like this beer belly starting to protrude and i'm like it's all your fault because i never yo i'm a i was never the beer dude no. Like everybody I knew was drank beer. I never liked beer. I'm like, nah, man, I like liquor, bro. I mean, beer. Cra- craft beer is the way to go, though. No, now you got me, I'm going to like. It's
0: ridiculous. <laughs> but man. like.
3: No, no, no. It's water. water. It's dirty water. No, no. Yeah. I'm drinking like IPAs and, yeah. and, you know, I drink. I love michelaz. I don't know if you guys know what michelaz is. bro.
2: No.
3: It's this. I want to say Mexicans kind face of. Has no, Morris. he knows. He knows it's that I love it's like this it's this beer cocktail type of thing it's where like it, no it's like a beer oh, I'm bloody going, mary oh right, right, right. Yeah, I'm with it. yeah it has hot sauce i'm with it has hot oh yeah, yeah i'm a hot yeah, sauce give dude give it yeah. to me i'm with it so yeah that's that's my story that's my liquor story <laughs> that's my liquor story thanks guys <laughs> but i really any liquor.
2: at the end of the day any liquor that's what's up i could drink anything that is dope unfortunately now, you have now uh we covered drink champs your other podcasts um, coming home. Right. Yo, do you still manage artists? I mean, I manage my boys still.
3: <laughs> there you go. You okay. know, got Beats in the Hood. You know, we still, Garcia's still doing his thing big time in the crew. Shout he's out to Garcia. Doing, he's a huge video director now. Yeah. Um, Got Big Drain at the crew. You know, it's...
1: yeah. Shout out to Drain.
3: Yeah, shout, shout out, out to Drain. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't manage Mayday anymore. Yeah. We just recently, you know, stopped. Because I, I got so crazy with, with drink chance, but that's still family. And in a sense, I'm still their manager. No, you know, because it's not. It wasn't like a. I'm not managing anymore. It wasn't a, a problem like that. It's just that. <laughs> it's just you know things got hectic. It wasn't fair for them and yeah. for, for what they were doing. So I mean, I still in my mind, I'm still their manager. I still for sure. bring opportunities to them, but yeah man. man
0: speaking of you uh, continue you know just bringing people out and you guys always put together such great shows including with Mayday um, but you have uh, the Red Men concert Ooh. coming up in Red a man few show. weeks Red
1: yeah Red.
3: so that show was supposed to happen last year for our 25th anniversary of Crazy Hood mm-hmm. but scheduling got in the way and so now it's the 26th anniversary but we're not gonna celebrate that <laughs> it's kind of weird you know <laughs> who celebrates the 26th yeah, right? But uh, yeah, so we're really excited. The last time we had Redman here was for my album release party. That party or, was
0: out of for head. my album. Yeah, so out of
3: another time if anybody wants to pick up the album. Yeah. Um and yeah, so that was in 2015, right, Boris? Yeah. And that was an epic show at Blackbird. Oh. Shout out to Blackbird and Jerry and them. Yeah, man. Shout out to Jerry who, Blackbird. Yeah, take care of us
2: with that. Yo, and I went to that show. That party was incredible. So yo, imagine that man came out with this energy. Crazy. And yo, when he you came out and then uh, you gave your you gave your, your your talk. Yeah. Right as soon as the album was dropping, the whole place there was such an electric vibe. Yeah, the vibe
3: oh, was just man. crazy. I had Mother so Superior good. there, yes, bro. For anybody that remembers that, and 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 it was just it was incredible, man. So we we're trying to replicate. That same energy, you know, and we bringing them back for for, for, for that reason. The day before you shot a video, that same nah, day, I, that, that same, same day, same day. It was the same day, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how we yeah. work, okay, you know. Yeah, that same, same day, day and. The same day of this show, something else is going to happen, but I can't talk about it. Yo, shout out to Garcia for... <laughs> I'm, you got to give man
0: exclusive, man. Look, yeah, man. Yo, summit. he's got all the exclusives.
2: <laughs> which is a great thing, man. Um, I'm
3: just one of those, like, I'm, I really... That's where I'm superstitious. <laughs> like, you talk about it and then something goes wrong. It's like, oh,
0: well, damn, it's always man. a guaranteed good time with you guys. So no matter what you guys are doing, it's going to be fun. Yo, where can man, they find man. you on social media? Where can they get tickets to these shows? Where can they find Coming Home? Lay it all out for us.
3: Um... Go to crazyhud.com and you could find tickets to the show. You could find uh, links to see the older coming homes. The yeah. Cuba, Haiti, Peru, and Vietnam are up for you to stream now. They originally aired on Revolt TV. We were the first. Uh, just so everybody knows, when Revolt TV launched, we were the first original um, content that they that they acquired. Really? That they aired on on the network
2: besides so like music videos. That's dope. Yeah. So, so you um, were the first documentary on there.
3: Yeah, the first like original anything, documentary, TV show, anything. Sick. That's, dope. Yeah. That's dope. Um, So you can catch those four. Columbia's yet to come out. We're, we're doing the, the film festival circuit. And then we're going to film our sixth one. So crazyhood.com. You can catch me on at who's crazy on IG, at DJEFN on Twitter. And you can catch us at at official crazyhood on IG and at crazyhood on Twitter.
2: Crazyhood, everything.
3: And at BorisCHP. What, what's your stuff, Boris? Yeah, you got it. See uh-huh, TV, you got man. it. <laughs> you got it, man. I told
2: you a long time ago. <laughs> I told you a long time. Beast in the hood. <laughs> That's dope, man. I mean, what else do you have coming, man, like, that you can't speak about?
0: Give me an exclusive, ye. come we're, on. We're, I mean,
2: we got the TV
3: bug now, so... <laughs> So I'm trying to develop other TV yeah, ideas great. and, you know, podcasts all day long. I mean, I, I could do a podcast with all my friends. Oh, shout out to my boy, uh, Weird Thoughts, a.k.a. Drink Chance Sports, who's got Dream Big. Word. He's got his own podcast. And, you know, I'm trying to get all my people to do podcasts. Yeah, man. You know, and, and we just we got a new uh, office space with a recording studio and a podcast studio.
2: What?
3: So, you know, and we're going to be renting it out as well. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna be renting it out to anybody that would be podcasters. So
2: we could talk about this.
3: Yeah, for sure, (laughs) for sure, you know. So if you want a podcast, I'm also gonna be consulting people if they need consultation Mm -hmm. on how to get started. I'm gonna offer packages, you know, you get studio time, podcast studio time. And I consult you and you know help you get started. That's so
2: dope, man. Yeah. You know, talk about uh, you're just a well-rounded individual, man. You're like an octopus with everything. That's the beer buddy, tentacles everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> My beer belly. <buddy. laughs> Reaching for more beer. Um, no, nah, man. Thanks a lot for coming out here. Nah, thank this you has been me. this has been really dope. I mean. We still got some time. I mean, you don't want to rhyme? I mean, come on. I mean, I'll do like the Poodie Tang rhyme. Oh, we just God. stay quiet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is there any additional maybe uh, advice, be it personal or professional, that you would like to offer our listeners? Well, it's how about listening listen right now, again. man? How about
2: people that, that that are passion seekers, the people that want to do these passion projects? Right. I can imagine you've seen people start and completely stop a million times. Like, what is... What are some of the things that you feel are the keys to your success that you would want to pass down? I just think
3: people need to be more realistic. I see a lot of dreamers out there that they just have these unrealistic ideas of how things happen. Give me an example. You'd just be like, yo, I'm gonna be a big star, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go in the studio, I'm gonna do this one song, <laughs> and
0: i am open to
3: why? You know, uh, I have a good friend, I'm not gonna name, say his name, and he's my homie, but he's like, yo, I'm gonna do a documentary, bro, 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 and I'm like, yo, where? Yeah, it's a great idea for the documentary. How, you know, it's gonna, you know, it's, it's an undertaking. He goes, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not gonna knock it out, like in three weeks. I'm like, bro, <laughs> bro, it's gonna take you a year, a year. You out of, you out of your mind. You
1: know, I'm like, I'm like
3: my man. And then two years pass, and I'm like. Well, what happened to your documentary? Well, I'm still happened? working well, on it. <laughs> so exactly. I would just say is like, be realistic, yeah. understand that it's a process <laughs> that sometimes seems like it takes an eternity. Mm-hmm. But if you chip at, at it every day, you know, like, like really put a plan together and chip at it, mm-hmm. you'll get there eventually and you'll finish it. And when once you start to finish things and you've finished it, then it gives you that confidence. You start to build on that confidence to finish the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And the other thing too is when you're passionate about something or you want to be an artist of any kind, understand, don't quit your day job. You know, I've been very fortunate. I'm one of the few people that have been very fortunate Mm -hmm. that I never really had to have like a regular job. Like right out of high school, I started Crazy Hood. I did some side businesses with family that was outside of music. Uh But outside of that, I never had to like work a regular job. I, I hustled doing music. But I was fortunate to have a crew that supported me that was very, you know, supportive of what I did. Mm-hmm. And I, I purposely didn't have a family. You know, I chose not to have kids and all that stuff. You know, all their friends are having kids and they, mm-hmm. they had to go to work and do these things. So I chose a certain, you know, route where now I'm an older dude having a kid, you know. Yeah. So you've got to be realistic. Don't quit your day job. Do your passion project till it makes you money
2: and, and, and keep your day job. Actually, that's got to be the best advice anyone's given on the show, every episode. Because truth be told, you've hit the nail on the head in mean, every one of those one of those topics. I mean, shit, how many times have we all heard, "Yo, I got this, I got that, and it's a wrap." <laughs> no? And don't front. And, uh, that's the other thing too. Th- this is the new, new
3: age. I mean, this has always happened before well, Instagram, before social media. It's oh my sad. god! The the fronting has always happened. It's, yeah. This is not a social media thing. It's always been there. But social media has like yeah, it up. It. Stop fronting because I think at the end of the day, you think that you're benefiting from fronting, but at the end of the day, you hurt yourself because you're gonna end up getting caught out there and you're just gonna go into this dark hole of depression (laughs) because you look dumb, you know? Keep it real. Like, There's nothing wrong with with creating a perception. You You can create perceptions that you didn't manifest a lie, but you just put something out there, you didn't lie about it, and then other people create a perception. There's nothing wrong with that. That's marketing, that's promotion. Totally, I think it's fine fair game. But when you to- straight up lie, that's when you're starting to create problems. And a lot of people, they try to compete with all this social media stuff. Not understanding that those people are usually faking it. They're buying followers. They're buying views. They're buying all this stuff. And you can't compete with that. Okay. Because they just got deep
2: pockets to do it, you know? You know, I know you're very well read. What are you reading now? Actually, you know what? I don't read. Get the fuck. I buy mad books and I look at them
3: and I say, <laughs> If I read, I'd read all these books, all these suckers. Yeah, Yo, you know what? I'm one of those dudes that when I start reading the page, I'm a visual guy. I need, I'm a documentary guy. I like to see visuals. Yeah. When I start reading a book, my head goes BOM! right on the book. <laughs> it's, it's an instant sleep mechanism. No, that is. I sleep. have ADD, bro. I need, I need things to move. If those words don't start going in circles, I'm, I'm like, oh, oh boom.
2: They snore. Fast. There's some great books out there, though.
3: Oh yeah, there's some great
2: books. I got them all. I this support all the book. books that come out. You know, I put my head on it and man, I just thought a mad mad Cause all the people that I post their books up. They're like, this
3: guy doesn't read any of these things. <laughs> ah, now I know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm being honest. Hey, that's awesome. You see
0: creating deception.
3: <laughs> I was the guy that loved magazines. But it's, it's a short
0: read. It's a short read. <laughs> any shout out to you guys want to give right before you go?
3: Shout out to the whole crazy hood crew, uh, to the drink champs team. Also, man, everybody that supports drink champs or anything crazy hood. I appreciate it. Uh, we don't take it for granted, man. Thank you very much.
2: Awesome, man. I got to say, man, um, I always tell this to people, and you're never around. Um, if people want to see a unit that actually works, look at Crazy Hood. Thanks. Because, you know, since I've, I've gotten into music and everything, and you, and you guys, uh, I became aware of you. You haven't, you've been consistent. You know what I mean? So, when I see little people saying, yo, we're a family. We're going to be the cartel. Right. We're going to be the this. <laughs> yo, that's fine. We're going to be in a year. Right, right. Because if you could do what they're doing, you'll be great. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just in the sense of you all work together. Every Everyone's talent is is utilized. You know what I mean? Right. So, I got to give it up to you and Thank your crew. You, you guys it. have always been consistent, bro. Thank you, man. Pretty that is really dope. And... I don't have a 16 for you to kick, so... Nah. I can count to 16. <laughs> no, no, no. no, hold up. We also got Will in the studio. Oh, you going to bust a rhyme, bro?
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, no, Will the Thrill. That's what they used to call me back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I... Yeah. Jen, you rap? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. All right, no,
3: but... Well, well, one more thing, though, before we get out of here, though. Tell me, tell me. That I think is important, too, that I'm... This is my, like, our new stage... Is that I think that's important in hip hop is that we mature and we age gracefully Mm -hmm. and not act like young fools. Not not to mean that you can't act like a fool. Older, like like have fun in life. Mm. Like that doesn't mean not having fun. But one of the things I'm trying to do now is like, hey man, we could we could rock a white beard. We could rock a gray yes. beard. I didn't mean it to be this white by the way. Is just, I was trying to stay salt and pepper and I don't know what happened, man. Stress is real, man. Stress is real. Stress, is real. Stress is real. I'm not the age of this white ass beard. I don't know what happened, but I'm not gonna do the just for man. I'm just not gonna do it. So all you do is rocking that Beijing, you looking crazy, man. The young people know it's not real, man. So you know, there's nothing you know we can age and we can still do dope shit and we can still have fun and that's the thing about my crew is that we all met in high school so when we together it feels like we're still 16 and 17 so we act a fool so, yeah, that's another thing, man. We need to mature gracefully in, in within hip-hop, music, entertainment, whatever. Mm-hmm. Because look at, look at all these other genres. Look at other industries, you know, movies. These people get older and they do better things and they, they grow and they make businesses. And we need to do the same thing, man. Not knock each other down as we get older. Or young people, don't knock them down because they're too young or whatever. Because you think they're young.
2: No, that's true. You know? Good point. Very good point. Because, you know, some dudes that, like myself, I've seen kids go, like, nah. Right. <laughs> nah, kid. Right. Nah. And then it's true, you just gotta, you have to nurture every. We gotta every got a mentor, girl. we gotta be yeah. mentors,
3: man, or examples. You don't have to mentor every single person, but try to be an example to them. You, I'm your mentor. <laughs> yeah. Come here, <laughs> kid. Come here. I, like
0: him.
3: I I started mentoring him when he was 14, and that's
2: enough for me, bro.
0: You've <laughs> done a great job,
2: No, <laughs> but I gotta say, he's still working on the English part. We got this. he <laughs> has, <laughs> hasn't gotten on the mic, but he's, 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 he Yo, he's beats, doing incredible man. things, he's doing man. Big I'm moves. super proud of Boris. Yeah, shout out to What's Boris? good boys. What did you got to say, bud? <laughs> be a fan. Yeah, of tired. I mean, come
3: on, man. Oh man, you got an ego. That was mad funny. <laughs> Look at him. You see him right now? He's like, it's EFF. He goes, well, give me two years, he, you're gonna be sitting back there."
0: <laughs>
2: awesome. That is dope, man. That is real dope. Yo, nah, I gotta he's say, incredible beatmaker, by the way. Yo, Will, you got you know. shout outs? Yeah!
1: You know, uh, shout out to EFN, man. You're a legend. Thank you. Dude, I remember going to Crazy Hoods. I don't even know how old I was, dude. I just,
0: young. I was
1: actually, young. the person who put me on to to Crazy Hoods was Sharp Sound. The store? Or yeah, the, the store, office? the store, because crazy I, goods. Crazy goods. Be so crazy, I'm sorry, so Crazy like Goods.
3: Seven to 2000 is the year. Yeah, years.
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I must have been in middle school or something. Sharp Sound put me down, put me on to, remember Sharp Sound? Yeah, or, of course. yeah come on. Or, yeah. Sharp, Sharp is my brother. Brother, shout man. Shout out Sharp Sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> And uh, yeah dude I remember buying a DMC craze DVD uh not a DVD uh, a cassette tape a v- like VBH when you want yeah a VHS yeah, yeah. I remember buying my first uh graffiti magazine caps yep. there and everything dude it was and I remember seeing Nori's name written yep. in the dressing room or whatever Yeah we had and I remember all that shit man. It, was dope, it was dope, man it was dope man thank you man thank you so thank much Thank you man Yo, yeah, man. It's, you don't have any. Other oh, shows. oh, 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 oh! Hold, <laughs> hold on, I got a, I got a, I got a funny <laughs> story. Oh, great. all right. So it's actually my two-year wedding anniversary today. Yeah, congratulations, man! It's here with us. You, you, actually had a big part to do with that. I did. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs>
3: was it my R, was it my R&B mixtape that I put out? <laughs> all
1: right, check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Wiz Khalifa what? concert at UM oh, oh yeah that? yeah of course yeah. Okay. I think that's the first time I met you okay. and that was on my first date with my chick oh dope <laughs> that's dope man just for
0: the record Wiz Khalifa roll up instrumental is our talk bed right now so yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah. meant to be so shout out to
1: you man that's I think, dope I think, I think you hooked it all up man I'm not gonna lie congratulations brother this congratulations. worked out it's really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> DJ EFN, thank you so very much for joining us once again. Boris with Beats man, in the Hood, thank you. you for joining us as thank well. You. Will, thank you for finally making an appearance. Well, woo. <laughs> it's
1: good to have you here, bro. I'll make, I'll make it back. So you man. came here on your anniversary? That's so, fucked up, bro. So, oh, for you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Shout out to my... Shout out to Tasha. <laughs> your lady's gonna hate shout me now. Out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh shout out. Whoa, well,
2: Say now, say it hey, loud. Hey, look, it's only because it's you, though. she let me come. <laughs> like, all right. I gotta, gotta, gotta put a song. Yo, I gotta... Um, so yeah, man. Like, shoot. You, all right. Hey, so Thanks a lot for coming out, no DJ EFN, Beats in the Hood. Um, Andrea, thank you for for such a wonderful experience today. We have
0: <laughs> thank little, you guys
2: <laughs> little things to grub on. I got Will in the studio. Finally, yeah, the Jen in the studio. Good, I want to thank everyone for coming out. It's been a great, sh- great episode. It's oh, really you. dope. What it's a way to start I off e. 2019, Ooh, huh? I'll to say 1999. So I don't know.
0: 1999.
2: 1999. <laughs> 1999. <laughs> it's
1: 1999.
0: Anyways. Once again, guys, thank you so much yeah, for yo. joining us. True pleasure. You guys are welcome here anytime. Mikasa Sukasa, and friend now. Breathe? This do is Dre Mob. I <laughs> mean, you straight sure, away. All right, I got a quick shout out. <laughs> You yo. guys can catch me on the gram at 305 underscore brownie. If you missed any of the information for DJ EFN or boards from Beats in the Hood, feel free to hit me up and we'll be happy to provide you guys with that information. Thank you once again for tuning in to 305 Radio, a part of 305 yeah. magazine. Yeah, yeah, killing it, bro. <laughs> I'm saying, yo. On hey, your yo. number Let's one underground yo, station, Miami Underground Radio.com.
2: Yo, wow. thank you for tuning in. <laughs>